You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject I have coming up for you is a very talented young man indeed. His name is Anthony Lommer, and he's from an outfit from Perth called Joey Heaven. He's the outfit's drummer. The reason for the conversation is to promote their 11th of May 2019 released album. It's a cracking affair called Burn Bright. Really enjoyed this conversation here. Let's have a listen to what Anthony has to say. Here we go. Hey, Anthony, it's Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Uh, it's been a night full of interviews, I must say. It's been a rewarding night, I'm, and I've got one after you as well. So uh, four in the evening is about as much as I want to cram in because I don't want to overload myself and sort of have a generic interview, if you know what I'm saying, which uh, can sometimes be, the, yeah. sometimes be the tendency when you've got a lot on a one night. But uh, looking forward to talking to you, mate, because I really do. I, I do enjoy this album here, Burn Brightly. I only sent it over to me yesterday or today, one of the two. But awesome. I've listened to it a few times back to back when I was at uni. I had it on in the headphones and the like, man. And uh, I'll kick things off because here's what I thought, okay? Okay. I, it's got a nice Richard Ashcroft, you know, of course, from The Verve. Sound merged with 90s indie, a la Nirvana, Gish era Smashing Pumpkins, yes, yep. and Sponge. What are your thoughts on my take on it? Um, well, Nirvana is definitely, like, uh, all of us, not so much our bassist, Declan, but myself, Tim, and Joe, we're all very much influenced by Nirvana. So that, that particular one is spot on. And Smashing Pumpkins, actually, my guitarist, Joe, is very much into them. So I saw the T-shirt yeah. and the promo there, the Zero T-shirt. The Zero T-shirt. He's wearing the Zero oh, T-shirt in one of the promos. You know, the... I, I didn't actually know that was that was connected <laughs> to that at all. <laughs> it's so strange to me. I've got to tell you because you, you 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 know probably nowhere near my age, but I'm in my forties and I grew up in that era. Okay. And Zero yeah. T-shirts were about as the most co- that and Nevermind T-shirts were the two most common things that you'd see at a gig, no matter what it was when you went out in the nineties. And to see them re-emerging again, I'm thinking. I didn't know that they were retro, to be honest with you, but I don't even think that the people that wear them are doing it from a retro perspective. I think it's a true tribute for the love of the artist. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My my guitarist, he, he talks about Smashing Pumpkins a lot. I personally don't, don't listen to them that much. For what I have heard from them, I absolutely love, but yeah, yeah. I've never listened to them much myself, I, but he, he definitely takes huge inspiration from them. Yeah, I saw them back in '96, and they weren't that good, to be honest with you. I saw them. I spoke to a few. <laughs> I, that, that happens, though. I spoke to Fiona Horn from Def FX, and she supported them. Or Def FX supported Smashing Pumpkins on that tour. And I actually said to her, I only spoke to her recently because she's back in Australia promoting. Oh, they got their last tour going on, and they'll be playing Brisbane next week. But I, I spoke to her a few months ago. Sorry, I get to the point. And I said I actually thought you guys were better than them that night, better than the Smashing Pumpkins, because that was the time when. The keyboardist, Jonathan Melvoin, I think his name was, had passed away due to a uh, drug overdose, and the drummer was kicked out of the band. Probably one of the greatest drummers from that era being Jimmy Chamberlain. And uh, they didn't, they were using a guy called, oh, I can't remember what his name was now, but I don't think he was that good, to be honest with you. He certainly didn't suit the band that much. And you could really yep. tell because they only played about 10 songs and then went into a jam for about an hour, and it was shit, to be honest with you. It actually was a, still to this day. All these years later, it was the only time where I really felt like I should get my money back. You know that? Wow. Uh, from a performance. Yeah. And it wasn't cheap, mate. Let me tell you, concert tickets have gone down in a lot of respects, apart from the, the big megaliths like Metallica and U2 that charge an arm and a leg. Um, yep. I think gig gig prices, if, if they've stayed stable at the very least, 
uh, in, in terms of uh, bands that you can go to a club to watch. They're still about thirty or forty dollars for the most part. Uh, yep, maybe up yeah. to fifty. But uh, yeah, it was one of those times where I, I'd spent eighty or ninety bucks. I can't remember what it was, but it was money that I didn't really have at the time because I was only eighteen. And I came yep. away from the gig and I thought that wasn't very good at all. They've phoned, <laughs> yeah. they've phoned that performance in. <laughs> yeah, you know? but that happens. That happens. You know, so so I don't don't hold it against Billy and. Whoever the hell else is in the band these days, I don't think anybody else from that era is in it these days. Maybe they are, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my point is with you guys is that there's a lot of variety in your music. I'll come back to you guys and I'll bring it back in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of variety in the nine cuts on this album here. And yeah. I, I, I love that there's some great rock god guitar lead breaks on there as well. You've, yeah. You're really bringing it with this one here. It's a solid, what I'd call a solid modern arena rock album. What are your thoughts on that statement? Arena rock, absolutely. Because um, I remember when I, when I first joined the band, Clam said to me, um, you know, we're going to be famous. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, cool. You know, because I, I just got the part. Um, do you know Frank Salenza of Baby Animals? Uh, the new drummer? Or when I say new drummer, God, he's probably been in the uh, band no, 15. Um, Frank Salenza was with them when they did Shaped and Dangerous and, and like sort of the earlier stuff. But he, he's, he's not with them anymore, but he's my teacher. And he's actually oh, wow. a family okay. friend of Clam's. Okay. Um, and yeah, I got the part with Frank, and I think it was the second time um, I played with them ever. And he just comes out with that, you know, we're going to be famous. I was like, oh, I don't know about that, man. But um, more and more, I'm noticing when people come to shows, they they say you sound so massive, like it's so. It's there. I, yeah. I, I I'm starting to observe it more now. Just the crowd's reaction to us. I think we've got a lot of high energy that maybe not bands, but artists don't tend to have that. Um, edge i guess mm -hmm. is a good way to put it we yeah. we're like we're always way too loud our biggest complaint is you can't hear clam or me and joe singing because you know we just love to turn it up and i'm a really hard hitter on the drums that's what frank's really trying to drill into me it's like bro just chill out a bit so i think um i think we're made for arenas if that's not too vain to say no it's not it's not at all i think you've got to aim for i think you've got to think big and ask big these days because if you don't you limit yourself and it's more of an internal thing. It's more something that you, you guys discuss amongst yourselves about the opportunities that might be often on offer and available. So for example, if you were, were I'm just trying to give you a, a band that might tour that does something similar, a Don Brocco or something like that. If they asked for a band and they said, we just want a local support act. We don't really mind who it is, but they've got to be a band that, that can compete. And that's the word to use can compete. What do you got? Yep. You put forward Joey Haven. That's what you do because you guys have definitely yeah, got it. That's it. <laughs> you know, and it's so, it's so, it's so, I think it's a wonderful thing to hear that because there's still a bit of that 90s hangover where bands don't want to get big, I find. And bands yeah. just sort of haven't got, I get the internet has broken everything open these days and record companies don't have really any influence at all except for with, with, the big end of town with the Mariah Careys and the Madonnas and stuff, but I still yeah. think you've got to have your aspirations. I still think music is an aspirational pursuit, and you've got to be able to say, this is the audience I want to play in front of and just work toward it. You've got to have a goal, in other words, and do that. And it sounds yeah. like you guys have got that. It's definitely like I, I know personally for me, I was I was okay in school, but that never really did well in that environment where it's um, – it's goal oriented that the work between you and the goal is bullshit and the and the goal isn't something you're really interested in anyway. I don't want 
like you get a job so you can get money so you can do this it's like no well really i want to the only reason i want to get big with the band is so that i can not worry about money and i don't have to work so that i can continue to please the audiences i remember the first time i saw someone dancing at our show when we played uh rapture <clears throat> which is a nightclub just in northbridge and oh i got this rush of euphoria like the best high i've had in my life and just sharing that moment with the audience is like it's something um just it's like the most pure form of expression i think would that that i can experience with my specific um talents and we're, we're all very um we we thrive off that the energy that we get mm -hmm. off people like um, we did an album launch up at Hugo's and I was meditating before the show actually because my cool. nerves were getting to me. We had a little curtain we could peek out and see everyone coming. I was like, crap, oh, there's so many people, you know, <laughs> there's so much pressure. Um, it was probably only about 200, 250, but that's the best crowd we've pulled. That's so solid, far. dude. That's was, great. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I meditated before the show, play the show came off and it was like, it was, I've, you know, it's, I had so much more energy than when I came on, even though I should have felt exhausted and tired and sore. I was like, no, it, the, the, there's something being transferred with the audience there that's just completely um, pure, I think. That's such a good point you make about the first time you see somebody dancing to your music because I, I play covers and I'm regular. I'm, yep. I'm used to seeing people dance to our music. So we're playing it. It's not our music, sorry, but we're playing this music and... It still enthuses me to this day, and I'm in my 40s. You know, I, I, I love yeah. seeing people. I use, I say this quite a bit. I love seeing people get dressed up in the best stuff that they've got, go out for a night out, and wear the entertainment. And yeah. seeing them respond yeah. to that after their fourth or fifth drink and they're dancing and they're having a good time, you're making a big difference in their life. I want you to understand that you're actually making a massive difference in their life. Music should never be marginalized as just entertainment. Music is an essential component, a component of humanity's being if you That's like very true because i've you, you, i've never met someone who doesn't like music and doesn't connect with it where if mm -hmm. you've got you know sports is another form of entertainment but it's Bang just on. that it's entertainment you know mm. it's i'm not putting down anyone who plays sport i think it's an awesome um thing to it's good for your fitness it's good for a lot of people's state of minds i've never I, I'm, i was crap at it you know in school and i never succeeded in that department but with music it's something that everyone can relate to and my my biggest goal, um, my biggest idol, John Frusciante, he, nice. his solo stuff, good idol. Um, yeah, his he oh, just his message, and he talks about spirituality and the lot in front of everyone in the interviews, and he doesn't give a crap. And sometimes I just listen to a song, and it's just like he's in the room having a chat with me, like a friend. And I want to be. Well, I think we all, all of us in the band, we want to be that to people and just say, look, you can get through what you're going through. You can recognize your talents. You can, and if, even if not that, even if we can just take someone's mind off whatever the, the hell's going on in their life for That's a bit, it. like right share there. a good moment with yeah. us. That's so true, what you just yeah. said there. Maybe not the former. It's hard to do the former. I'm not saying maybe, sorry, I shouldn't say maybe not the former. It's just hard to do the former, but the latter yeah. you, will, you will achieve pretty easily. If you just, the thing about music and live performance and why it's so important is it's the modern day campfire. It gives people an opportunity to escape from their day to day and what ails them. Okay. I get yeah. that we're playing music to people who are drinking, but they're only drinking because they're listening to the music. You understand? It goes hand yeah. in hand at the shows I'm talking about. You know, it goes hand in hand, and it's it's such an important thing, man. That that musicians that are it's it's really important. I think listening to you talk that you never give up that 
that uh, that desire to want to perform live, no matter how you do it, because you're yeah. going to bring so much joy to people, but you won't know it. It's not like you're going to get that, you know, a rating system like you're a bloody Uber driver or Airbnb <laughs> host or something no. like that, where they give you a five star review. It doesn't work that way as a musician. But you must know that the fact that you're playing and the fact that they're there means that for that period of time, things are just a little, you know, a little bit less of a burden on people. Music is that yeah. powerful. It's a sedative. It really is a sedative. I think it's it's just as powerful as any any drug anyone can take. Is it works in the same dopamine receptors and hmm. it it makes you just. I don't know. It's I think it's awesome, especially like one of my favorite things about the band is we're very um, accessible. We're heavy, but we're not too. Um, you know, anyone can listen to us and go, oh, no, they're not bad. Then one might not be someone's taste, but you can go, oh, you know, they're okay. You know. Hmm. Um, but I, I love the fact that we merge like high impact energy. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan. I go from funk to to metal, and I really love you know Slipknot and Metallica, and spe- specifically Slipknot's earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite. Um, and my mom goes, "Oh, why are you listening to that?" It's like, "Well, I'm getting all this out of me. There's so much anger in me. I want to, I want to out, and music is the easiest way to do that. I embrace it, feel the emotion to its highest." Um, capacity or whatever I can at that moment and say, well, you know, I'm done feeling that. I can move on and you know, something happy or whatever. Yeah. It's know. an outlet, but you, you raised a really – well, the point that you raised there is interesting earlier about John Frusciante because I've got here that you're a drummer. So how, how yes. did the guitarist become your, one of your principal musical influences? Um, I actually I, – I, um, my guitar was the first instrument I learned. I was about eight or nine years old and there you go. I played yeah. with it on and off. I had – lessons or whatever but I'm mostly self-taught and it was his guitar playing that originally just with the chilies I was like how do you do that what you know it just completely blew me away and then I started getting into his philosophy and the way he looks at music as it's as if it's something that's intrinsic to existence and it's not something that we create it's like no no you're you're letting it happen but you know the Pythagoras discovered the 12 note scale it's not like it's something that was made it's a natural um, you know, yeah, it's out there. It's lo- it's nature. Natural appearance, yeah. 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 And I love the way he he channels it, and you can see you, the the wacky faces he's pulling on stage. He doesn't care. He's not trying to do anything specific to please any one person. It's he's not doing it to validate himself. It's like when he's yeah. on stage in that moment, it's like he's fully present and he's fully aware. And I think like it's great to do that on within yourself with an audience, but when you can do that with other people and you know link in with them and i don't know it's very hard to express but he's sort of made me aware of my own capabilities that's and, pretty profound yeah I, yeah and he um he inspired me to start writing songs really because i i do my, a lot of my own i've got like 30 or so songs on my own outside of the band and he he's because he writes his solo stuff to just express and get stuff out of him that he mm. doesn't want. So whether it's negative, positive, maybe it's too optimistic or maybe it's too, you know, narcissistic or whatever. And let's just get it out. And he does it for himself. So, like he uploaded a, an album last year that he had since 2008, if I'm not mistaken. He's just like, he has stuff lying around. No, I, there's no commercial drive whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're not Which wrong. Is, yeah. yeah, it's it's... Ideal. Ideally, it would be good to be like that. Realistically, we're in a band. We have to, you know, 
we have to worry about not worry we have to please people and but it's it's a nice thing to see when when it comes out and you go well yeah we made a difference and we even just our parents like they come to our shows and it's like well they're we're doing something right because they're smiling you know <laughs> it's always interesting yeah. having your parents come along to shows, isn't it? Because you, yeah. uh, a lot of the time they're not into the music at all. They're there to support you, like moral support. I think I think my, yeah. my when my father was alive, I think my parents came and watched me of all of the gigs that I've done once. <laughs> once, and that was in wow. 2005. You know, they're not music. Well, they, my father certainly wasn't a music fan, and my mother still isn't. And uh, I don't know where it comes from within me. It just sort of comes from the ether somewhere. A throwback maybe from somewhere down the genetic chain. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, they're not music fans at all. So I basically had to not not really coerce them, but I basically had to say, look, this is probably one of your only opportunities to see me live in a venue that I think you can handle. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean when I say venue that you yeah. can handle? It's not going to be full of drunks and yelling and all that and all the rest of it. Um, we're on yep. early enough that there won't be too many people there so you can see it. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't give me much feedback to be honest with you. <laughs> It was quite interesting to see it. It's uh, and from the perspective that people who don't get live music performance, they really don't get it. And my my definitely my family <laughs> falls into that category. It was interesting. They 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 didn't and meaning that they don't understand what a good or a bad performance is, or they have no opinion on a performance, and they don't they don't. It's not something that they actively seek out. They didn't go to the opera, you know. Real, I think they might have gone to the opera. I shouldn't say that, but you know, it's. Uh, it was interesting to see that from within my own family. So it often made me think, I mean, you sound like you come from a musical family, but I certainly don't. So it gave yeah. me pause to, for thought, where does it come from? Because it is something that's within you, this this undying enthusiasm for music and especially, and this is a really important point, musical performance. And I think it sounds like you've yeah. got that, that within you as well. Definitely. I've got I've got a huge amount of um, drive. We all do. When we're not writing songs and we're not performing, I'm like, if someone's sick and we've got to call off band, it's like, so it's hard to get through time without each other now. We've only been together just under a year um, with our guitarist, Joe. He joined a couple of months after me. And like, yeah, we go go without playing and go without performing or anything. It's like, well, what are we doing? Because it's, it's, like it's a blessing and a curse. You don't do it. It's like, you feel terrible. You need mm. to get that gift out and share it because you're not meant to hold on to it. That's kind of... Selfish, I guess. Agreed. Well, my analogy that I use is if if you're a performer, you need an audience. That's what it is. And there's there's a symbiotic exchange that happens there, and we've already talked about it in some detail there, but people need live music, so therefore the world needs live music performers. And as I said to you at the intro, I've done two interviews before getting to you, and one of the points that I made in an earlier conversation is that the, the, the world turns because of the musicians, the artists, the weirdos, the vagrants, the jugglers, the magicians, the creative types. Yeah. Without us, Absolutely. when you think about it, we lose our humanity. We just don't have it. We're devoid of it. It's it's up to yeah. us, the creative types, however we create, to continue to create and to hold up a mirror to society and to civilization about where we're headed, really. Yeah. We're, we're almost, Absolutely. in a lot of ways, and this might sound naff, but this is the way I see it, in many ways, musicians... The way we treat musicians as a society, along with animals, of course, too, and children, but 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 I'll lump musicians into that too because it proves the point. But that's how you can judge a society. So you look at all of these authoritarian societies. Where's the art? There isn't any. There's no music. No. There's nothing. There's yeah. there's just people wake up, go to work, and their whatever job the state tells them they've got to go into, and the society doesn't really move forward culturally. It just sort of stays still. 
Um, yeah, my, my parents have... Oh, sorry, you go. No, you're right. Go for it. You're right. Um, I was just going to say, you, you mentioned that um, about my family. It's it's interesting because my, my family, they're all creators. They're, I've got one distant cousin who plays guitar, but aside from that, I don't... There's no musicians in my family, but my mum's a gardener, and if you just come into the front of our house, it's an oasis. She spends her Stunning. life there, and mm. that's her form of creating and connecting with nature and all that, and she expresses herself that way. My dad's a... He does everything. He's a jack of all trades. A, um, he's a... Just anything to do with housework, like limestone, um, paving, tiling, whatever. He does it. Um, even my mum's parents, she had a seamstress as my nonna, um, and then my nonna was a carpenter. They were all, they've all been making things, and I think mm. that's where I got my... That's where I got my gift from, I guess. You're, uh, it, wasn't, you're... it wasn't so much music itself. It was... But it's a really important point that one there, and a lot of, you, you sound like you've got an Italian background with Nonna and Nonna, <laughs> or Maltese. It's one yep. of the two, always one of the two. Yeah, um, my my kids have got a Croatian. My my, my wife's family's uh, my wife's father's family are from Croatia, so Dida. That's okay. that's what they call Granddad, and yep. uh, same deal there with Croatians too. They're very good with their hands. It's just the way that they use it. You know, in, yep. you know, you can use it to to uh, the various creative outlets, if you like. So, yeah, the Italians are famous for their stonework, masonry, exactly what you're saying, what your dad does. And then, of course, Italians are famous for these beautiful gardens, wonderful gardens too. So in that way, if you just remove the music for a moment and talk about creative, that's where, that's where the gift comes from for you. It's very, very easy yep. for me to draw that draw that dot for you. And, and no doubt they've been very encouraging for you as well. Yeah, my parents have always been very supporting. They've always... Um, you know, it was my dad's idea to get um, guitar lessons and mum was more than happy for me banging away on the drums after school. She didn't care. You know, she'd sit, at the, sit in the garden and just listen and enjoy it. And she, it's amazing. I've always been tapping on stuff as a kid. I'd be, you know, tapping on furniture, whether it's a beat or whatever, just fiddling. And she'd get pissed off with it. But when I got behind the drums, she managed those same things that would normally trigger her and piss her off. She would go, you know what, that's cool. Follow it. Hmm. And she's changed her way of life to sort of support me. And it's, um, yeah, my mum's my biggest fan. She's my best friend. And That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a wonderful yeah, she's thing. definitely my yeah. biggest supporter. How old are you now, mate, if you don't mind me asking? 18. <clears throat> well, keep it. Keep that relationship intact because it is hard to do it to be. Yep. Well, it might not be hard for you, okay, but it is hard for a lot of people. Okay? No. For me, because... it feels mostly effortless. Yeah, it it generally tends to be uh, when you've got family from that part of Europe, especially, you generally find that the family thing comes a lot more naturally than it does for us of an Anglo-Celtic background. Uh, I don't know why that is, but you just see it constantly, you know, you see it all the time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I was, uh, I, I was uh, in a relationship with a girl from Malta for many years. Oh, well, she wasn't Maltese. She was Maltese. She's born in Australia, but a family, you know what I'm saying, a bit like yourself, Maltese yeah, heritage. Yeah. Family were just beautiful. You know, so supportive of me, even. You know, and uh, I do miss, I do miss her father in particular. You know, just the conversations that we used to have, and uh, a bit like uh, your dad, he was a master of all trades with his jack of all trades with his hands. Yeah, uh, he used yeah. to do a lot of stuff with his hands, and uh, but you know, we could always sit down and have a beer together and just talk about football or what was going on in society. We had a lot of similar political views and the like, but we were from completely different walks of life. But my take on it now, because I was in my very early 20s back then, was that he was just showing his support. You know, yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think as human beings, when we feel like as though we are supported, 
we can go on and we can produce wonderful things. I know there's this cliche about artists producing wonderful art against all of the odds and all the rest of it, but I don't really see it. You know, I think you need to be supported as an artist. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's sort of like when my mum gardens, like when, when you want a plant there, you don't think about the plant. You think about soil, you think about water, you think about well, how much sunlight it's getting, um, what time of year am I planting it? And it's like you think about the conditions and making sure that all the foundations are good so that if it is going to happen, it can thrive instead mm. of just thinking I'm going to buy a plant and put it there because it's going to die. Like you haven't thought mm. about anything that it needs to sustain its life or like that. And music is just something it's it's going to come out naturally if you've got, um, I guess you've got yourself centered enough and you're aware enough of yourself to that awareness is spot on, mate. Yeah, well done. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely all about the awareness and also having an outlet. You just got to figure out a having the awareness that you are a creative person, then figuring out what the outlet is. And in your mother's case, yeah. it's with gardening, but it could just as easily have been with a paintbrush and an easel. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Mate, I better wrap things up because I've got to go to the next one. But believe me, this is a conversation that could continue for a lot longer, mate. You've got a good head on your shoulders there for an 18-year-old, if you don't mind me saying. Thank so, you. You know, I can tell you, you're centred and you're grounded. And uh, I reckon, yeah, if any band's going to make it, especially from over there in Perth, mate, it's you guys. You know, and that's uh, there's so much wonderful music coming out of Western Australia these days. But uh, you, you know, I, I assume the other guys in the band are similar to you, mate. So just take every opportunity that you're given, and I don't think you guys are going to stuff it up. Thank you, thank you very much. I'll yeah, I'll remember this phone call. Yeah. You've actually, I've had a bit of doubt, and you've helped me work through that actually without you even realizing it. So thank oh, you cool, very much. Mate, cool, mate. Just before I let you go, for the people listening, because I'm going to release this obviously as a podcast episode, how can they get in touch with you, you know, via your socials and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, well, we're Joey Heaven on Facebook. Uh, we don't have YouTube yet, but we've got uh, Instagram up. And we're on Spotify. You can get anything on all of our songs on Spotify. And we're actually in the works at um, recording and producing some more music, so there will be updates no time soon, but yeah, we'll keep everything posted. Good on you, mate. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew McKay-Smith, and that interview subject was Anthony Lommer, who's the drummer in a Perth outfit called Joey Heaven. Thanks so much for listening.